In today's episode, we're going to share an incredible immigrant story. You're going to hear how my guest moved on from selling beer and scanning electron microscopes to becoming one of the leaders in tech sales enablement, and she gives back every single day. You're going to love this interview. Stay tuned. Welcome to Seller's Journey, the podcast where we speak to great sales reps and leaders and share their real stories from start to sales success. Hi, everyone. I'm Joseph Fung, and today I'm speaking with Adriana Romero. She's a go-to-market enablement manager at ClearBank. Adriana, how are you doing? I am great, Joseph. Thank you so much for having me today in the podcast. This is so exciting. It is. Thank you for joining me. I'm, I've been looking forward to this conversation. This is going to be fun. I agree. I'm looking forward for it too. So uh, I know that we've known each other for a while, but not everybody knows ClearBank yet. So what's what's the elevator pitch? Can you tell us a little bit about the, the company and what you do there? Amazing. Yeah. So ClearBank provides growth capital for e-commerce and SaaS businesses. We are, you know, non-dilutive capital. It's a very new way of how to capitalize, you know, companies. Uh, very excited to be working in ClearBank. It's going to be a year uh, this coming month. And I mainly manage the enablement practice for the entire go-to-market team. And what that means for us is everything from managing our playbooks, managing training, onboarding, always boarding, and making sure I have an efficient sales machine. And that's that's what I do day in and day out. So you work to help make tech sales and, and fintech sales consultants effective every single day. Am I, I summing that up well? Totally, totally. How to make them effective, how to make sure that they are, you know, performing to their best every day. And even though it's, you know, it's very easy said, it it takes a lot, you know, it's like, it's like Mm. competitive sports, you have to hone into practice, make sure that your players are working to their full potential, keep them motivated, um, make sure that your content is fresh. There are so many things that is, you know, involved into enablement that, yeah, it makes it a fascinating and a never boring journey. That's awesome. So I love the way you teed that up. It's never a boring journey. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about your journey. Um, (laughs) Okay. So kind of winding back to the the earlier times, where, where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? So I'm originally from Caracas, Venezuela, beautiful Mm -hmm. tropical country in the North of South America. I went to school there and I am, like you, Joseph, I'm an engineer. I'm a systems mm-hmm. engineer. Um, my university is Universidad Metropolitana, just in case I have anybody from my university listening, <laughs> which would be great. Um, and I never thought I was going to work in sales, to be fully honest. Like nobody, nobody goes to university, especially in no. our time. Maybe today is different. Nobody said I want to be in sales when I grow up, right? So... Mm-hmm. I went into systems engineering, you know, mind you, when I went into university, it was 1991. Um, The world was very different. I wanted to do process optimization. I wanted to work in supply chain and, you know, computers and programs and, you know, tech was so new and so magnificent that I felt very, you know, very... um, I wanted to be that that person. I wanted to be in that change. I wanted to be in that world where things were getting automated. So that's how I went in there. So uh, that was your goal. What was your first role out of school? 
out of school, interesting enough, I wanted to go. So I did two co-ops in manufacturing plants Mm -hmm. and I really wanted to work deep in supply chain. So that was my whole thing. Um, When I graduated university in 1998, we were about to hit Y2K. And for some of those that might Mm. be listening, the world was going to end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started to see what can I do? We're talking Venezuela, 1998, a woman working in supply chain was not something that was really going to happen. So I went to the next best thing that was working with a software company doing implementations in supply chain oh. software. That's, that's awesome. So you're working on the, the tech side of supply chain. Um, is, is that what led you to, to get into being a category manager? Uh, I, I mean, you spent some time in the retail side of things, but did it come from that tech work? Interesting enough, it was not. So I when I was in that company, I started implementing software. So I did a lot of things, you know, the implementation back then was going to the, to the company on premise and doing the implementation mm-hmm. and changes in the software. That was the company where I was brought on to be on sales. That's where I made my, my okay. shift to sales, uh, to a sales career because they didn't have sales personnel. And the general manager told me, you know, the tool, you can do a demo. I can teach oh you how to sell. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but I've never sold. And he's like, it's okay. I'll teach you. And boom, next day I was managing pre-sales and demos for the product. Kind of weird, eh? So, so let's let's start with that. He said, <laughs> "Don't worry, you can do it. I can train you." So it's a great opportunity. How did it go? Oh my god, it was so bad. Um, I failed. <laughs> oh, no. I failed miserably. Like I was very passionate in going to the customers and doing, you know, all that demo and researching about them and asking them questions and you know setting up the database. But when it came with pipeline management and lead generation and top of funnel activities, I was so bad. And we're talking the pre-Salesforce days too, right? Mm-hmm. I was managing these uh, CRMs that were, they looked right now like a little bit of a joke, but it was interesting because I didn't have an idea what I was doing. I was doing events where nobody showed up. It was it was not fun. And I really didn't have the necessary coaching and the training mm. that I thought I was going to get. And, and that, you know, now fast forward 20 years, I'm an enable manager. I know that that's so key for anybody starting their sales career. So I'm I'm so intrigued because that sounds like the recipe for a a terrible experience. I mean, you said I want to be in supply chain. You get into the tech, you get thrown into sales, and it doesn't go well. But you've stayed in and around that sales community. So what what piqued your interest? What what, what captured your imagination? So I'm going to be super honest with you, Joseph, when, okay. you know, back in my home country, especially around that time, it was more about the opportunity or the job you could get more than the one you wanted. Mm. So after leaving that company and kind of like realizing what do I want to do next, I I tinkled around with a, a stint in, in beer sales with Brahma, who is one of the biggest, oh. the biggest, yeah, it's the biggest, you know, it's Anheuser Busch. It's the biggest, uh, I think, beer company in the world. And it was a great school because I was able to do sales from a different perspective, um, managing, you know, funnel and customers and managing mm-hmm. trends and statistics from such a fascinating way, especially beer sales in a tropical country. You can imagine. Oh, wow. That's that's a good 
That's a good, good opportunity. <laughs> I, I have some good stories from those days. Um, and, but it was a great school because I learned a lot about how to manage my stats and my margins and my percentages and where were we spending our time and, you know, what kind of initiatives we should be doing with each one of our sellers. So it was interesting. It was a beautiful, beautiful role. But then Venezuela was and has been in a very unsettling political and unstable situation. And that led me to lose that job. Um, and then I found myself going into being a category manager. The way I got that was they were looking for somebody to, they wanted to launch a beauty category in this retail store that surprisingly enough did not have a beauty category. Like you go to a retail store because there's perfumes and cosmetics, right? Mm -hmm. And they said, we just need somebody who will just manage a project, be good in selling and managing internal stakeholders. So they, they wanted a glorified project manager that knew sales. And okay. in a way, I came with all of that because I had managed projects and I had done sales and I had the ability. All I had to do was learn retail, mm -hmm. which was amazing because I learned things like, you know, profit per square foot and margins and how to negotiate with uh, with the suppliers. And in beauty, there's not a lot of margins. So you had to be very creative. It was the most expensive category on the store that brought the least amount of margin, but that brought the most amount of traffic. So wow. very interesting, very interesting combination too. So this is, this is exciting. I can see how you stayed in sales, but we teed this open speaking about your, your journey as an immigrant yeah. as well, because you're not in Venezuela right now. Where, where are you calling in from? So I am in Toronto, Canada, and um, I decided to move to Canada. Um, I took that leap of faith in 2006. That is where I decided, of course, I left the country. I left that beautiful job. I loved that job in retail because I, I, it was fascinating to be in a role where you could see sales and procurement and project management all in one. Mm -hmm. And I, I decided I wanted to change in my life. I was 31 and I wanted more for my future family. I didn't have a family at that time. I wanted more for my future family. Being an immigrant is very tough. Um, as many of our listeners might, you know, might know, uh, even though, as you can hear, I have, I, I feel I have a very good English accent and I had a very good way of speaking English. Um, it's still difficult. The cultural shock, the way of looking for a job, you don't have a network. You don't know anybody, anybody, Joseph. I had no, I had nobody here. I had to rebuild like rebuild everything I knew and every everybody I knew from scratch. It was like hitting a reset button, right? And it was a shock in many ways. You know, I went through some very hard personal, uh, uh, you know, moments. I got divorced. And you can imagine all that combined with a very deep Canadian wow. winter. It was, it, was, oh, no. it was an interesting combination. Icing but, on the cake. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was. It was good. But I'm going to tell you the silver lining. It is tough. But that is the moment where I think I got the most resilience in my life and the most amount of how do I train my mind to get out of this? Mm. And, and I use a lot of that when I am training people and when I'm talking with people, um, especially around these times of COVID, right, of all the things that people are going through right now. And, and people in my team are going through, you know, mental states and how are we dealing with all this? And I miss the office. I'm like, look, it was 2008. Mm. We were in a recession. Um, and I was in a condo thinking, how am I going to pay this month's mortgage? I don't have a job and I don't know anybody mm -hmm. and I don't know how I'm going to get a job. 
So I started to go in and get the best tips and tricks. I remember going, there was a big party in Toronto called the Pink Slip Party. I even went to that. And look, I said, I don't know if I'm going to get a job, but I'm going to meet people. (laughs) And I met people and my network grew. And I met so many people that now I look back and I still connected with them. And I'm like, this is such an interesting journey. And I landed and I said, what do I want to do? I said, this is an opportunity for me to maybe do another reset button. Maybe I go into another field. And I said, you know what? I love technology and I love sales. And that's what I want to do. So I ended up finding a great opportunity in a startup back then that was also in supply chain. And I went back to my roots and I worked there um, selling supply chain solutions, which was a natural fit for me. And it was so good to be like, you know, back on the bicycle, um, to call it in an analogy uh-huh. and to, and to learn how to sell in Canada because it was different. It was different. It's very different how you sell in Canada, how you sell in Latin America. And then I had the opportunity and one of the best opportunities in my career was working at open text. And I was lucky enough to be able to manage sales for Latin America and for Canada. And I could see it side by side how different selling in those two territories were, right? But I rebuilt everything. I rebuilt my life. I rebuilt my career. It was not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. But it takes a lot of positive mindset, being open to learn, being open to meet people, being open to know that people, not every connection is going to find you a job, but every connection, you're just going to learn something new. You might meet somebody new. You might learn a trick. You might know about a job opening. So it was important for me still today on how important it is to keep that train of thought no matter what you're doing. It's clear just how how deeply you feel that that belief and you know how tough that journey was and i mean you you live that as well every day you've you founded a, an organization to help immigrant women can you share a little bit more about that oh my god yes you know i got i got chills now so um our little venice is a passion project that i started with one of my best friends Ilya francis who mm-hmm. we met in a baby shower a commons friends okay. baby shower we were both pregnant because her son and my daughter were born three weeks apart. So oh, mother, motherhood brought us together. And mm-hmm. um, Ilya and I shared many things. And, and one day over lunch, she shared with me an idea she had about a book for children. And we ended up talking about why are our friends just stuck in their lives in Canada? Like they come here, they have MBAs and they're engineers and they're not doing mm. anything. And we started to share how we wanted to help women who felt stuck and who felt they didn't know how to get out there and find a job or build a company or, you know, build a store on Etsy. Like it didn't have to be Mm -hmm. the next, you know, startup to appear in the top 10, but be something more than a mom or a housewife, you know, because that is the problem that we face as immigrant women. Majority of immigrant women, and it's a stat in Stats Canada, come as, you know, an attachment to their husbands or to their, or to their, um, to their fiancés. And they don't, they don't explore their professional lives. They stay behind. They stay behind because they have fear. They have fear of their language, of their skills, of their knowledge. Men do not have that fear. So with our little Venice, that is one of the things that we're trying to, um, to make sure that we help women with. So it's something that we do on the side And the benefit about working at ClearBank is being a founder myself actually was one of the things that 
was most liked about my resume when I came to ClearBank oh, because there were a lot of founders there. And I understand what my founders are going through because I am one as well, right? So yeah, it, it just creates a perfect synergy. I, I love that. Such a great example of finding the unique part to your story that resonates with the role that you're seeking. Uh, and that's such a great example. Yeah, it is. And it was, you know, it's been, it's been beautiful because it also, you know, being in ClearBank not only has given me the opportunity to share my knowledge and teach, but I, I've also learned. I've learned from, I have an amazing VP of sales who just, I've learned many things uh, from him. I, I learned from the founders that I, you know, I go and listen to calls every day and I hear about all these stories and I hear about how can I make our little Venice a better company and a better way to reach out to people. So there's, there's so much synchrony there that it's, it's really a dream. It's, I'm very blessed in that sense. So you've been very fortunate in your journey. We see every single day people who are immigrants and trying to launch their career in sales and, and in tech sales in particular, uh, women who are trying to launch their careers and immigrant women many times. Yeah. Um, so if you were back back on your journey and you know if you're speaking to somebody like that who's who's trying to launch their career in tech sales, what would be some of the advice you would give them? So I would say, you know, one of the things that I remember I've seen and I lived mm -hmm. was we come, we come with our experience, but we have to be able to be humble and take a step, a couple of steps back mm -hmm. um, for anybody, especially in sales. So that's very important. Go and be an SDR or a BDR and just, I don't care if you were a director of sales, wherever you were, go and do the groundwork and feel how it's done. And then you will move up very fast, right? It's, so can we un unbox that a little bit? Of course. Is, is, it, is it that um, you think there's things they need to learn? If you spoke about how selling here and in Venezuela was different, you know, what, what are they achieving by taking that step back? You know, what's so, the, the benefit to it? Oh, of course. So the benefit is two things. A, understanding how you sell in this environment, especially depending on the market that you're selling. B, mm -hmm. understanding the struggles that the people who you are going to be leading, you know, in the future are going through. And you can speak from experience. Nothing, mm -hmm. nothing builds more credibility than being, uh, you know, a manager or a leader who actually has done the job. C, it will build your confidence. Um, mm. especially language wise, right? Um, you, you come as an immigrant and we all come with a mother tongue. That's not English majority of us. And you need to like get, make sure that you, because it's not even if people can understand you or not, they will understand you. It's that you need you as a person need to understand that confidence that no matter what you're saying, people are getting your idea. And sometimes it's our own beliefs and our own imposter syndrome that just gets in the way of you performing that job because you believe that you cannot do it, right? Um, and I think that we have an incredible tech community here in Canada where you can find a role, a starting role in sales. And if you work hard and you get better every day because it will take practice and it will take some other things you you know you can be top performer like my husband my husband is an immigrant too and he's in sales as well and uh, he went through those challenges and he has an accent mm. and he's there he's a top performer he is an enterprise sales rep and he's amazing at what he does so um, you know, I don't want to say or, or oversimplify it, but there are steps you need to take. And sometimes you're going to say, I, I didn't do this even when I was a new grad. Dude, that's fine. Do it now. Like when I started in ClearBank, one of the things that we do is that everybody on the sales floor has to be 
uh, you know, an SDR for the first month. And I did that. And then I closed deals. And then I moved into my role. Um, but now I, you know, when I, I'm training people and I'm, or I'm coaching people, I'm like, hey, I remember when I was doing this. This is the way that you do it. And if they tell me tomorrow, hey, Adriana, we need you to, you and your enablement team need to jump and start doing some top of funnel stuff. I, you know, we're able to do it. I love it. Um, you've had some, some great advice, great experiences to share. Uh, you mentioned our little Venice. If there's folks in our audience who are in that situation and they want to reach out, how would they find out more about our little Venice? Oh, perfect. Thank you for that. So there's two ways you can uh, go directly to our website, uh, our little Venice.com. Or please mm-hmm. reach out to me on LinkedIn, go to my profile and connect with me, send me a message, and we w- I will happily connect with you and have a chat with you. So that, those are the two best ways to connect with me in that sense. So to make that easier, we're putting both of those links in the description of this podcast. So you can uh, find those details in the description on how to get in touch with Adriana. Thank you. That's appreciated. Oh, your, your work is incredibly... Uh, valuable to the, the ecosystem and the community. So happy to, to help uh, extend your reach. Thank you. That's this, you know, this is, if, if I can impact the life of people just by helping them get unstucked, I've, you know, I've accomplished what I wanted to do. Well, you're, you're sharing your story goes a long way to helping with that. Yeah. So I know that I said it wouldn't take you too long. Do you have time for some rapid fire questions before we wrap up? Of course, of course. I've heard that's the, you know, that's the part that I have to be sharp in my thinking right now. <laughs> that's it. Um, so, so first off, uh, technology, uh, you've seen, seen a lot, but what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite tech tool? Right now it's Gong. It is my favorite tech tool. Nice. Nice. Um, outside of work though, what's your favorite movie? Gone with the wind forever. Nice. That was a difficult, oh. that's a difficult one, but yeah, gone with the wind. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Uh, we speak to sales professionals every day and uh, people seem to struggle more with the movie than with the sales tech. Uh, I, it is very true. Okay. Uh, you've sold beer, you've sold tech, uh, you've launched projects, but when you were youngest, if you think back to your first uh, aspirations, what did you want to be? when you grew up? I wanted to be an astronaut. Nice. I am. Uh, I am. It might sound cliche, but I remember like yesterday I was looking at the SpaceX launch that didn't happen and I was there and I am that girl that will look at those things and still get chills. Um, yeah, I wanted to go. I like, I still, I tell my husband, if they like open that up, I want you to take me. I want to see earth from outer space. That's my thing. hundred percent. I'm with you. That was my dream too. And I, I want, to get a chance to wear one of those spacesuits. Me too. They, 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 so yeah. exciting. <laughs> Adriana, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you for, for taking the time and being so open with us. No, thank you, Joseph. Always when I get an opportunity to speak with people like you and share this, and I know sharing it with your community and all the amazing things you guys are doing with Uvaro and, uh, and with helping all the people, you know, I'm super excited and open. So thank you for allowing me to be here in the podcast today. Likewise. Thank you. We, we will chat soon and I'm looking forward to getting this story up. Thank you.